0: You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety-eight point seven ESPN.
1: Daylight savings time tomorrow. That was fast, don't you think? Did you know that? Did you guys know it was daylight savings time tomorrow?
2: I did, and uh, I think that's a good thing because that means it doesn't have to get dark at like five o'clock at night anymore. So
1: exactly. Which, which, by the way, um, <laughs> you know, I I think we should do away with that. I mean, the reason that it was it was instituted was to help the farmers, but. I just, I, I think it's so, it's so 2000 and late. I just, I think it's ridiculous. I think we should do whatever we can with our clocks to make sure that we have more daylight as, uh, as, uh, you know, as, as it gets later in the day. Just my two cents. I think we should do away with it. We probably never will, but we'll see. Anyway, um, we've got a great show lined up for you. At least I do. I believe so. We're going to touch on on pretty much, and there's so much going. Usually, this time of year, there's really like humdrum. There's really not a lot going on, right? Like March Madness really hasn't started yet, but you can say it has because now we've got. And I'm going to get into some uh, college basketball with you. We've got Lee Sterling, who's going to join us on the show in the second hour. One of the best handicappers in, uh, in, in really in the world, and uh, and of course Joe Wiz is always is with us at 2:30 on Saturdays. So both of them will have some college basketball picks and plays for you as well as some NBA. So NBA action is exciting as well because we're getting closer of course to the postseason. So there's teams now they're trying to uh, jockey for position teams, trying to stay in the play in scenario um, teams that are working their way out of the play in scenario and uh, and so on and so forth. So, NBA action is exciting. Got a big matchup between the Knicks and the Nets tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You'll be able to hear that right here on 98.70 SPN, which is exciting. So we'll dive into some NBA talk uh, and get you ready for that matchup tomorrow and, and, and talk about you know, some of the games, especially the Nets and the 76ers game. I know it took place on Thursday night, not last night, but nonetheless, what a good game that was and, and was a little peak, was a little preview of what's to come for this Nets team when – Kyrie can play and what the expectation is when Ben Simmons can finally play and get on the court. So I do want to dive into that. Um, Also, uh, again, college basketball, getting you ready for selection. So, so again, not only is tomorrow daylight savings time where uh, we do get extra sunlight towards the end of the afternoon, but also it is selection Sunday and a very exciting selection Sunday each and every Sunday because – um, you know, then then I don't know about you, but I spend the entire week doing a deep dive into all the pools and I fill out all my brackets and I pl- I want to say every year I kind of I play anywhere in, in anywhere between 10 to 15 pools. Some pools only have you, only allow you that one bracket. I'm someone, and I know that uh, this varies and, and it, 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 it is an interesting discussion and sometime uh, disagreement. In regard to pools that allow three, four, five entries, do you guys, do you guys have a say, Will? Ty, do you have a say? First of all, do you guys, how many pools do you guys play in?
2: I'm not in a lot, to be honest with you. I'm not a big, you know, I watch Bosch Madness, of course, but I don't really put anything into it. <laughs> what? I do like the bracket challenges that, you know, ESPN what? puts out. But. What? Cuz I'm not going to I mean this, this, put is, this money is like, down this on is something second, that I'm not familiar this, with.
1: But this is the second most exciting time of the year. doesn't mean you got to put money on it. For at least for me, like football. Football is one and then I'm not Of course you don't have to put money on it, but it definitely makes the next few weeks all that much more exciting. Yeah, but just because if it's exciting. You're in a pool. You're filling out your bracket.
3: I am just going to say just because it's exciting. Does not mean you got to be in a pool? Like I'm not in any. Um, I'm going to put a uh, futures bet on Duke to win it all. But as far as being in, in, in all these pools, no, not my th- I don't have the uh, time and attention span for all that, to be honest.
1: Wow. Oh, my God. There's so many games on. Like this putting be... a downer on. This... My, you guys are putting a downer on my selection well, this... Sunday and March Madness. I just, I can't, I, I don't, like, I don't, here's the thing. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even, I can't even process what it would be. Like, I don't know if I'd watch if I didn't. A have money on the games. B were in a bunch of pools trying to win in advance. Like like I don't like to me that's like sushi without sake. It's like pizza without a beer. It's like um you know uh, a phenomenal piece of salmon without a, a a chardonnay. Like I like I don't like I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is.
2: It would drive me insane uh Anita like if I did worth, like if I wasn't in- pools and i had money on the game because there's so many games and i can't be checking the score app and going crazy about this one and this one and this one if i'm watching like a regular Knicks game or like a yankee game or an islander game sure i'll throw a couple bucks down on it but there's much. there's over a hundred games going on i personally i can't keep track
4: this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple.
1: one of my bucket list things in life is to be at a sports book in Vegas for for the start of March Madness that Thursday Friday I don't I don't think there is a, a more exciting time than that Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday that first week the first round of games in in March it's it's like it's 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 a gift and and I'm just wow, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, there's pools out there that you could participate in that you don't have to put any money in. Um, you know, so I'm not sitting here saying you have to, you, you have to spend money, but at least, I don't know, maybe it's the competitive person in me. I, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for selection Sunday. I'm excited for March madness. I'm excited for this tournament. Uh, and, and another reason why is the parody here, right? Like, yeah, do I have money down that Gonzaga is going to win it? Yeah. But listen, as Ty just said, he's putting money down on Duke. You got Arizona that beat Colorado last night, 82-72. to 72. I did have Colorado plus 10, so that was a push. But, um, I mean, there's, there's Kansas. There's, I mean, there's, there's a number of, there's, there's probably a good, I'd say anywhere between 7 to 10 teams that realistically can win this thing this year. And that hasn't been the case in years past. And so the parody heading into this year's March Madness, to me, has, uh, has, has got it, is, uh, I think, a really, really exciting time. So we'll get into some March Madness. We'll, we'll talk about, uh, we'll give you some picks and some plays from both Lee Sterling and Joe Wiz uh, in the show, coming up in the, in the second, in the third hour. Uh, I, I do want to get your thoughts on Major League Baseball. I, I just, a part of me is kind of like, okay, well, you know, the owners and the union came to an agreement. Guys are showing up for spring training. Yeah, it's a mad rush in regard to free agency. You know, Yankees, you know, they're centered around is, is it going to be Freeman? Is it going to be Story? Is it going to be Carrera? Who knows, right? Like fun, exciting, who's going to land where? But I just, I, I just, there's no buzz for me. Like, like, like when the news broke that Major League Baseball and the Players Association came to an agreement, it was just kind of like, it was like, oh, okay. There was no like, like over, over zealous celebration, relief. Oh, good. I, I just, it, it just, it was kind of humdrum to me. Uh, and I don't know what that's about. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure it out because I, I think, especially when it comes to the Mets and Mets fans, Um, I'm excited to see what the Mets are going to be able to do this season, especially that rotation, bringing in Scherzer and the one, two punch with him and Degrom, uh, as well as the money that, uh, that obviously that organization is spending. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm probably, here's another thing. I'm probably, and and again, preface, if you're listening to me for the first time, uh, I don't have a dog in that fight. I I can't sit here and tell you that I'm a Yankees fan. I can't sit here and tell you that I'm a Mets fan. I I am, you know, I I like to cheer and root for all New York teams. some people would beg to differ uh based on my commentary but a lot of it is just me having to be honest in regard to my opinions and i know that's hard because when you're a fan of a team a lot of times your your opinions are jaded but nonetheless um i'm probably more excited to see what this Mets team is going to do this season than i am the Yankees so again uh, Great for Major League Baseball. Uh, they work out their stuff. Guys reporting to spring training right now. Things will get really active in the next week or so, and uh, and 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 baseball will be back in action, which is which is great. I just, again, when the news hit yesterday, I was just kind of not not over, overly excited. Not overly excited. So, I, again, I'm trying to figure that out, trying to see what, what that's about in regard to me. Um, and we're going to talk some NFL because a lot has happened this week, especially the landscape of the quarterback situation in around the NFL. And, and I do want to do a deep dive there. good friend of mine, Stacy Dales, you can see her all over the NFL network, is going to be joining us in 15 minutes as well. Um, you've got Deshaun Watson now, I want to dive into his case, the fact that uh now there's gonna be no criminal charges that are going to uh he's gonna to have to deal with civil is still a possibility. The NFL is still investigating, so there potentially could be uh some um some suspensions, games that he's gonna to have to set out, whether it's four, six, nine, who knows. But now what happens? Because there's there because there's a more clear picture that he's not gonna be spending any jail time, um, now things are really going to get heat up, heating up in the in the trade market, as if they haven't already, right? Wentz going to the Washington Commanders and Russell Wilson, of course, going to the Denver Broncos, which is really exciting. We'll dive into all that and who very well could be in play for Deshaun Watson, who I feel is a top-five quarterback in the NFL. So this next week and, and throughout uh, free agency – it's, I it's, it's going to be an exciting time. So we'll dive into that. We'll, we'll talk to Stacey Dales. What is she hearing out of the NFL network and, and around her circles? And of course, the big news this week as well is that uh, Aaron Rodgers is, uh, is going to agree to a very uh, lucrative deal with the Green Bay Packers, making him the highest paid player in the history of the NFL, which is, is, is pretty spectacular. But, uh, but before we take a break, we'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. This is the 98.7 ESPN hoops update brought to you by uh, the new name and automotive excellence. And that's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Princeton. Visit them at, Princeton Jeep where they exceed your expectations or visit them 24-7 at cdjrofprinceton.com. And just to bring you up to speed, again, like I said uh, last night, I'm not sure if you stayed up late. There were a lot of college basketball games late last night. Arizona took care of Colorado 82-72, to 82 to eighty two so they advance uh, in, in the Pac-12. Texas A&M over Auburn 67-62. That was an upset. Auburn, don't forget, heading in, was ranked 4th and uh was was definitely uh, ready on tap to to get one of those uh, first seeds in the national championship. Kentucky took care of Vandy 77 to 71. Kansas over TCU 75-62. Duke I'm going to I'm going to call them Ties Dukes, Dukies. Um Duke took took care of Miami 80 to 74. I did have Miami yesterday at uh with plus 10. So they did cover Miami has covered against Duke uh, all three games this season and beat them twice. Uh, So they were looking to sweep Duke and they did not. Duke sitting there with the the, ranked seventh in the country. Villanova over UConn, 63 60. Tennessee over Mississippi State, 72 59. Purdue beat Penn State. I did have Penn State uh, plus 10.5 last night. So that one for me as well. Purdue 69, Penn State 61, Michigan State over Wisconsin. How about that with the upset? 69, 63. This was a late one. UCLA beat USC by 10. That was a good one. UCLA um, trying to make uh, better of their situation. So they get a good seed. In the uh, in the national championship, Texas Tech. A lot of people are all over them. They beat them. They beat Oklahoma by one last night, fifty six to fifty five. Just to name a few of the big games. Now later on today, kicking off at one o'clock, Texas A and M will take on Arkansas. This will be an SEC tournament semifinal, along with number five Kentucky going up against number nine Tennessee. The winner of those two games will then play each other for the SEC championship. What are some of the finals taking place? Indiana and Iowa. That's at one o'clock at. As well, uh, You've got the uh, Big Ten semi with Michigan State in Purdue. Texas Tech in Kansas in the Big 12 final. That's going to be a good one. That's at 6 o'clock today. Virginia Tech in Duke for the ACC final. And uh, UCLA in Arizona going at it as well for the Pac-12 final final and that is at nine o'clock tonight so as you can see a lot of college basketball games
0: you're listening to anita marks on 98.7 espn
1: let's just go around the league and first and foremost the afc east stays the same right like josh allen uh mac jones tua and and zach wilson okay um in, in the AFC North, you've got Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. It looks like Cleveland is going to stick with um, with Baker one more year, see what he can do. And then there's a big question mark in regards to the Steelers, right? Like, are they going to go with Mason Rudolph? I find that hard to believe. They've got such a great defense. Um, and I think they could be somewhat uh, competitive where they could compete to try to get in as a wild card next year. could push for Jimmy Garoppolo, Trubisky, uh, I'm hearing that Watson is not in their cards. You know, do they go out? Do they just they do they is this a bridge year with with Mason Rudolph and they draft Willis from Liberty? A lot of people feel he'll be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Okay. So, uh, those are some options. Uh there's Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton. I, I just interesting to see what Pittsburgh does. That's a really really big question mark there. But everything we're hearing is that, you know, they're they're sticking with Mason Rudolph. Okay. Uh, In regard to the AFC South, Mills with the Texans, of course, uh, Trevor Lawrence with the Jags, Tanny with the Tennessee Titans, and the Colts, I think they make a big push for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, As we know, they traded Carson Wentz to Washington, so I believe that they are looking for an upgrade at the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure some people, including Ty, disagree and don't feel that he's an upgrade, uh, but I I actually, I do. I think he would be a a perfect fit in that offense and uh, and and i think the colts could make some noise in that division so i do believe that jimmy garoppolo will end up with the colts in the afc west the deal went down now russell wilson is the starting quarterback for denver and i love denver by the way you can get denver to win that division at two to one not great odds but i'd play it um you know, you've got Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, and, and obviously a lot of people, they're the, they're the favorite, of course, to win the division. But I think Russell Wilson, in that offense, they didn't have to trade Jerry Judy with the trade deal that went down. And um, they're still good in regard to, they've got about $25 million in cap space. Um, I just think they've got a really good defense. I, I just, I, I think they're, and, and I think the, the combination of Russell Wilson and Hackett who was the offensive coordinator in Green Bay who's now the head coach for the Denver Broncos the offensive scheme that he likes to play along with Russell Wilson I think is a match made in heaven and, uh, and, and I, think that, I think that there's a lot that they're going to be able to do together Raiders everybody's expecting Carr to stay there and the Chargers obviously with Herbert um, so Russell Wilson the biggest difference in regard to that um, the uh, that division okay now let's take a look at what's going on in the NFC and I, I might surprise some folks here, and that is... So the Giants are sitting there with Daniel Jones, but I'm hearing more and more that they're going to make a play for Mitchell Trubisky. Why? I ask myself, why? A part of me feels that maybe Daniel Jones isn't healthy. Listen, he missed the end of the season because of the neck-slash-back issue. Maybe it's more significant than what we know. I just... Because it just doesn't make sense to me. This is a team that's so cap-strapped... Um this obviously is going to be a rebuilding year. Why, why bring Trubisky in, especially after what we heard from, from ownership, right? We heard Mara say, we're going to do what we can to give Daniel a chance to show us what he can do because we've done everything we could to screw him up, which is factual. Um, But I'm hearing more and more that the giants are in play for Trubisky, which therefore again, red flag for me in regard to Daniel Jones's health. So let's shelf that as we know, Wentz goes to Washington. Here's the thing. I believe the Eagles get to Sean Watson. They've got unbelievable draft capital. They're solid in cap space. Um, and they've got two quarterbacks that they could, that they could trade. Gardner Minshew, I think a lot of teams, you could look around the league and, and Gardner Minshew, to me, I, I would start Gardner Minshew over, let's say, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, he's feisty. I like him. So uh, the, you know, the, the Eagles are in a situation where you know, they could trade not one, but two quarterbacks in Hertz and Minshew, along with the fact that they have three first-round draft picks and they're sitting solid in regard to cap space. I do believe, I, if, if I had to wager on where Deshaun Watson goes, I think he ends up in Philadelphia with the Eagles. And that, that, has, to, that has to scare some folks. Because if Deshaun Watson ends up with the Eagles, Eagles win the division. Easily. Easily. Bears have Justin Fields, Detroit has golf, Green Bay. We know what happened with Rogers. Now the Vikings. Now this is this is what I'm I'm hearing as well. And that is Pete Carroll loves Kirk Cousins. They just traded Russell Wilson. Do the Seattle Seahawks make a deal with the Minnesota Vikings for Kirk Cousins? I think they do. I think Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks this coming season. That's what I think. Atlanta has Matt Ryan. Carolina apparently is going to make a big play for Deshaun Watson. I think, think, again, my money is on the Eagles more so than Carolina. Just my two cents. I'm I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at, at the draft capital, um, and I'm looking at the opportunity to win. Like you know, so is that division a more uh, obviously the NFC East is a more competitive division than the NFC South, especially with Tom Brady not being there anymore. But I just I I do believe Deshaun Watson goes to the Eagles. So what does Carolina do? Uh, you know, uh, do they make another, do they make a push for Jimmy Garoppolo, Trubisky? They bring in Teddy Bridgewater. Do they have a bridge quarterback? Do they go out and they draft a quarterback for the future with Matt Rule? Uh, only time will tell. I think uh, Jameis Winston re-ups with the Saints. And also the Bucks apparently are, reports are they're going to make a strong push for Deshaun Watson as well. So we'll see what happens there. Arizona Murray, Ram Stafford, Seattle, again, I do believe they, they work out a trade deal and they bring Cousins to Seattle. And, and here's the kicker, and I'm going to go to break on this and we'll come back with Stacey Dales. I think Tom Brady asks the Tampa Bay Bucks to let him go or trade him to the 49ers. And I think Tom Brady will be the starting quarterback for the 49ers this coming season. I don't think Tom Brady wants to retire. I just don't think he wants to play for a team that's not going to win. And see, and and, and the forty ers are ready to win right now, but unfortunately, Trey Lance is not.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on ninety eight point seven ESPN.
1: Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're up.
5: hi Anita. Hi. Hi Anita. Uh, you know, I love your pick with Russell Wilson. You know, it reminds me of Jim Plunkett, Doug Williams, Kurt Warner. Stafford, Peyton Manning, even Steve Young, these were all guys that went from another team to the team they went to, and they won MVPs or Super Bowls and played really well. Boy, 15-1 to to get with Russell Wilson. I love it, and I like the thinking behind it. Yeah, just past history tells you that. Great, great. I like it. Uh, As far as March Madness, it started last Saturday. With the Shushevsky game against Duke. That was unbelievable. He had all his players there. He was at home. Big lead in the first half, and North Carolina came back. Then you get Rick Patino, who had the best team in the MAC all year long, and boom, he's out. Then you had uh, uh, Auburn, Illinois, and Baylor. These teams were all top five teams at one point. They couldn't even get to their conference finals. You had uh, Seton Hall and Rutgers both no, losing the First Richard, game, I, now Richard, we both, everyone you, in New York you, and New Jersey you. has Thanks to sweat. Fo-
1: okay, Richard, I hear you, I hear you. And in, uh, don't
5: forget Indiana with Mike Woodson going to the okay. semifinals.
1: First okay, time in t- <laughs> I hear you. I, we know, we know what's happened. And it just, it goes to my point in that heading into this year's tournament, more parody than ever before to me, which means even more excitement. More excitement. Richard, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Jeff. Jeff, welcome in.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: Hey, great.
0: Um, uh, Yeah, real quick, I want to say hi to my buddy's kid, Colton. He's listening in the car. He's a big fan of the show as well, a little guy. Um, I just wanted to talk real quick. Uh, You had mentioned I'm a a big Jets fan, and uh, I'm not necessarily sold on Wilson, but with the draft capital, you give up for Watson – you know, you're bringing in Watson with a roster that needs a lot of help. So how many more wins would Watson realistically be responsible for as opposed I just, to here, her here's, the a thing, Jeff, here's around Wilson? Jeff, you know? Jeff here's,
1: the, here's the thing. Um, big question marks for me in regard to Zach Wilson, right? Like, I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to be a bust. I don't know. But right. small sample size, I just – I think he's small um, – I just, uh, you know, with, with what you get with Watson, you know, like Watson is a top five quarterback. You can argue top three quarterback in the NFL. Like he's really good and never played behind a great offensive line. Has taken a beating his whole career in, in, with, with the Texans. Like I just, you, you, he's a proven commodity. You know what you're getting with him.
0: Like, I, uh, no, I agree. I just think you're bringing that the uh, the capital we have in the draft you could build and be competitive you're not going to be better than the bills or the patriots even if you bring watson in you still have so many holes to play catch up to those teams you know even if wilson is serviceable if he's serviceable with a better roster then maybe they could compete with those teams but bringing in watson and giving up capital when you need to build to compete with those teams i i mean talent wise of course i would take watson in a heartbeat if we had other things we didn't need to do you know
1: I hear you, Jeff. I mean, 800-919-3776. I just again, I, I'd rather roll with a proven commodity. Um, if, if, if here's the thing, if I had the draft capital, if I had the money, um, and and I was just a, a legit quarterback away from from, uh, so so this is this is why I do believe that the Eagles. Are the best fit for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson goes to Philadelphia. Philadelphia wins the division, and Philadelphia's going to make a really, really strong push uh, to to win a championship next year. Uh, their defense is solid. Their defensive line, their offensive line is solid. Um, they've got a lot of draft ca- draft capital. Uh, they've got they're they're sitting extremely well in regard to you know their salary cap situation. Um, they've drafted well, they've done smart things in free agency. I just, to, to me, it's, it, the, the Eagles just make the most sense. Let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, you're up. Welcome in.
6: Hey, what's going on, Anita? How you doing today? Great. Hey, listen, um, with this Deshaun Watson thing, there's a couple of things at play here. First of all, anybody who thinks that they wouldn't make a trade for Watson over Wilson is out of their damn mind. I mean, Wilson, you don't even know if he's going to get a second contract here. That's number one. But besides that, the point is moot because Watson has a no-trade clause. And, you know, the Jets have to prove to players before they come in here that they can stop having double-digit lost seasons. So I don't don't see him signing here. If he's a cold-weather player, if he doesn't mind playing in cold weather, the Eagles obviously are the best choice for him. Mm -hmm. The secondary best choice are the Panthers. But with the Panthers, they have a good lineup and everything like that. But, see, you don't know what's happening with the coach. So, you know, that would be the only form of trepidation if I was him that I would have about going there. Um, The Bucs I don't see because with the Bucs, you know, they've lost too many players. you got guys retiring. you got guys hurt. You know, um, you could possibly get to the playoffs. But like you said, the Eagles, in that division, you clearly are the best quarterback. You know, they already were a wild card team last year. That will put them exponentially better than where they were. So if he doesn't mind playing in the cold weather, you know the Eagles is definitely the choice. I agree with you a thousand percent.
1: Thanks for the phone call, Buddha. Appreciate it. Let's go to Aaron in Brooklyn. Aaron, welcome in.
3: Hey, Anita. how you doing? I'm your man, Crush Baby. <laughs> um, the the question I have is, in all fairness, his damn his name just went out of my mind. Uh, the person we talked about with the allegations, he was um, Deshaun Watson. didn't get a true. He didn't get a true bill. So my thing is he already didn't play the whole year. How can you suspend him on top of that? You know what I'm saying? If, say if they suspend him three games, they should say time served because he, he's already been out. He, he already didn't play the whole year already.
1: Yeah, but, but that was, and, and Aaron, thanks for the phone call. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, but that was because of the decision between him and the organization, not because of a, not because of a suspension. That's why. So, um, in whatever team he lands on, you know, and, and again, the, the investigate, here's the thing, the investigation is still taking place. Don't even know if there's going to be a suspension. Don't know, you know, what's going to happen, happen, you know, in, in regard to the civil lawsuits that exist. We just don't know. There's so much we don't know, Uh, but why this is so significant is the fact that what we do know is that there's not going to be any criminal charges. So he's not going to have any jail time and therefore that's why things are going to start heating up this week in teams that are going to put together package deals to go after him. And what is it going to take? It's going to take three first round draft picks, throw in a 2 a 3 a 4. It's going to take some players. I mean, it's 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 going to you you're going to you're you're mortgaging whatever team goes after him is is definitely going to mortgage their future for him. So, therefore you 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 need to have the depth and as I like to call it, drive capital. And yet, also because he's, I just read to you, shared with you what his financial uh, contract stipulates. Uh, you, you need you need to have the space as well in regard to cab space in order to make this deal happen, and and not get burned by it in regard to not having a competitive team on the field, able and, and willing to compete.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Simon in New Haven. Simon, you're up. Welcome in.
0: Hi, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Yankees. Sure. Um, I, I, I probably don't think we're going to get anybody, you know, because you know how Cashman is. He doesn't care about this team. All he cares about is climbing down the walls and uh, sleeping outside of charity. But I would make a trade with the Mets. I would give the Mets uh, maybe Clark Schmidt, Luke Boyd, and Torres in return for Dominic Smith and um, McNeil.
1: Uh, I haven't I haven't heard those names. And Simon, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I I disagree with you in, in regard to Cashman. And d- does he not care about this team? Um, I don't. Wherever that 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 comes from. Um, listen, I, I think this Yankees team is going to be competitive. They are each and every year. But just my point is, you know, there's so much focus in regard to you know who they're bringing into play shortstop, and, and and I know that that has been their Achilles heel. But so is starting pitching. And I I just, for for the life of me, I just don't understand. Time and time and time again, we see what happens in Major League Baseball. We see the teams that are competing to win the World Series. And it's always their pitching rotation that does it. I just don't understand why more investment, why there is not a bigger investment in, in the starting rotation. You 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 need two aces in order to seriously contend and compete and win a World Series. You just do. Let's go to Brian in West Palm Beach. Brian, welcome in.
5: I like to talk about the Yankees a little bit. Just one question is the ceiling to 230 million or 240?
1: I'm sorry, is the is the ceiling in regard to
5: go, going over the luxury tax because I think the Yankees should Go after Trevor Story, give him one year contract till uh till the Volpe's ready and then make a trade for Olson or or if they can stay under the luxury tax, make a, a play on Freddie Freeman. I'd rather i rather pay Freddie Freeman money than give away top prospects for Olson. You know, even though I like Olson a lot.
1: Brian thanks for thanks for the phone call I appreciate it ty i I, I want to defer to you for this a do you know that number in b it's
3: 230.
1: 230. and and b I mean this is like you know we haven't seen that's not something that the Yankees do anymore right yeah, they're, like
3: they're not in the big spending I mean it's, no. it's tough to say that because they're still they're always one two or three as far as uh payrolls amongst baseball but when it comes to you know going after those those guys like the Carlos Carreras of the world and the Freddie Freeman's, uh, Will and I are both Yankee fans. In the studio, we were just talking about it. We we said that you know if 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 you if you if you had to put a gunner ahead right now, we we would say that they don't do it. We we just can't see it happening. I hope I'm wrong. You just don't know what the other options are right now at your disposal. As George stop, it seems like you know they're all you know disseminating, but. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I, I would love to come to you next week and, and be talking about Carlos Correa being the, sh- the the new starting shortstop for the New York Yankees. Eight hundred nine
1: one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Matt in Stanford. Matt, you want to make a comment about the Yankees? What you got?
0: Yeah. Hey, Nate. How you doing? Great. Um, just wanted just wanted to say you were saying you know starting pitching. Yeah, of course it's you know extremely important to, to every top team in the league. But I mean, you look at last year. The bullpen for the Yankees is what fell apart. I mean, they they had like almost double digit games where they basically had the game until the seventh or eighth inning, and they gave it away. And that was the difference of them, you know, maybe making a playoff run. You know, I know they had you know some injuries here and there, but they got to shore up the bullpen as well, not just starting pitching. But no, I mean, it's always a constant.
1: Matt, Matt, you're you're right, and but let's let's keep in mind. Let's 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 go back a second, and where things really went foul no pun intended is when you know they started checking for, you know, the sticky stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't just the bullpen. If you recall, Garrett Cole, I want to say if I recall, his ERA went up to like something ridiculous. Like
0: oh, it shot it shot up. It was like it was yeah. a complete like mental blowout from him. As soon as that happened, he was he was completely different pitcher.
1: So Um, but yeah, I I mean definitely the bullpen de- definitely uh did not exceed expectation. <laughs> In fact, uh, was 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 a huge disappointment. I mean, 809... the spider
2: tack thing is is wild because it's not just Garrett Cole either. Like a lot of other pitchers who were using sticky stuff too, were being caught and had a high ERA. And then mm-hmm. it's all like an adjustment period because it's like these. I mean, the batters are allowed to use pine tar, you know, to get a better grip on the bat. So why can't the pitchers use sticky stuff to get a better grip on the ball? You know, so that's kind of where the whole argument came in.
1: I, I get it. I get it. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna allow it. If you're going to allow it, allow it. If you're not, and you've got to, you know, um, check these guys out as as they come back into the dugout. Um, I just what what I what I'd like to know, and and I'm sure this research is out there, and I'd love to get my hands on it. And that is, I'd love to know. I want to know the the pitchers, the change in ERA from what was it? It was like it was like they really cracked down for like the first two months. And then, and then you saw it, but not as much. I mean, you know, right when they started cracking down, like you saw it a lot. And I'm just, I would love to, I, I, that time frame, like the, those first two to three months, I'd love to see the ERAs and, and the, the starting pitchers and, and closers and just pitchers across Major League Baseball and where their ERAs went from to in that time frame. I'm I'm re- I'm really cuz you know that's I think I think that will tell all. It was
2: July. It was July of of this past summer. Right. And the Yankees were in Boston and Garrett Cole got shelled at Fenway Park. And then literally mm-hmm. 2 weeks later, he pitched a complete game shutout against the Houston Astros. So it was like night and day with the two. But yeah, they banned it and then a week later, he got
0: destroyed at Fenway Park. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN.
1: Joe Wiz on ninety eight point seven ESPN is brought to you by Rhett Rivers Sportsbook. Joe, welcome in. How you doing?
7: Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the weather is a little chilly out there, but it's heating up. Anita March Madness is here. I feel the energy and uh let's make some money
1: let's do it uh, quick update here and you've got Texas A&M up on Arkansas 52 to 46 also uh, Indiana up on Iowa 55 to 52 so two potential upsets heading your way 330 there's a game you like and that's Michigan State going up against Purdue Purdue favored by six and a half the over under is at 142 what's your play here Joe
7: the dogs are barking, Anita. We started out early today with Cornell plus six, and we we're hoping for the Aggies and Hoosiers to get the covers, and we're going to go with the Spartans here as well. I took them up to plus seven. The line at Bet Rivers is six and a half. The total's at 142, but you can buy those half points, Anita. I know you don't like doing it that often, but I do. I'm taking maximum protection. I'm getting Michigan State plus to seven, but it wouldn't shock me if they win the game outright. Purdue has not been playing well down the stretch. They're just 13 and 17 against the Spring. Fred, and we all know about Tom Izzo and his history in tournament games. Michigan State, uh, in a possible upset, but taking the seven as insurance.
1: Hey, listen, I, I like buying I like buying I like to buy the half down, up. I, I'm I don't know. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't. think, sure. I think, I wasn't I sure. think you've mista- I think you've mistaken me for another another chick who might wager. <laughs> uh, Joe. I'm I'm all about I know yeah, you know, I'm like all doing about all
7: those buying And those money lines. Yeah, a lot of people out there that are new to the betting business, they, you know, sometimes will ask about buying points. And I know, you know, we emphasize it a lot. And it's really important because I tell people you have to be a frugal shopper and get the best number because those half points, either they can make or break not only your day or your week, it can make or break your whole season uh, if you don't get the right spreads.
1: For sure. All right, let's talk about a a game that's tipping off later on tonight at nine o'clock. That's UCLA 13th in the country against number two in the country, Arizona. Arizona is favored by one and a half. The over unders at 143. What's your play here, Joe?
7: Yeah, we take a look at it here. Arizona, they're scoring tons of points. They've scored 80 or more points in five straight. Um, UCLA, these two teams met twice. They split they each one on their home court. UCLA won January 25th 75-59 to and the zona returned to favor 76-66. I don't think the Bruins can keep up with Arizona. Arizona's just scoring a lot. The only shot that UCLA has to uh, in this game is to try and keep it a low-tempo scoring game, which I don't think they'll be able to do. Uh, with that being said, uh, with the Spread being one, I posted it on Twitter, and I'm giving it out here on 98.7. I'm going with Arizona. Um, they're looking to get that number one seed, and uh, this game will play a big factor in that. 30-3, and three, they'll go to 31-3 and three tonight.
1: Another uh, game this evening at 8.30 is Louisiana Tech going up against UAB. UAB is favored by three. The over-under is at 137. What's your play here?
7: Yeah, Anita, I picked this game out specifically because yesterday I had Middle Tennessee State getting seven all right, and the game went into triple overtime, and then all of a sudden – UAB was up by 11 in the third overtime. I'm getting 7, Anita, and this is what I say. I, over, I hate overtime. So the game wound up, uh, UAB wound up winning the game 102-98 but did not cover. But at one point I was getting 7 in overtime and I was down 11. And people text me saying Wiz, you don't know this. i was like, wow. 7-point dog in overtime is never safe, but I was fortunate enough to win here. Um, UAB's going to be really tired, Anita, playing three overtimes here. Louisiana Tech is coming off a win over North Texas. I had to look at this final score when i saw the final it was 42 36 i thought that was the halftime score that was the final so i'm going under the total this game under 136 if it's a high scoring game it favors uab louisiana tech has gone under three straight times and five of the last six they haven't had much luck against uab earlier in the season both of them were high scoring affairs on january 22nd uab 187 76 and then on march 5th they won uab 187 34 87 74 correction Do the only shot of Louisiana Tech to pull the upset is to keep this a low-scoring affair. With the game going into triple overtime here, I think the conditions and the dynamics favor Louisiana Tech in a low-scoring game. My official play is to go under 136 in this matchup.
1: All right, Joe, let's take a look at the association. And later on tonight, you got the T-Wolves going up against the Miami Heat. Miami Heat on the, uh, I want to say they played yesterday, right? Like back-to-back, right? Yes. Second, back-to-back, yeah. Uh, and uh, But they are favored at home by three. The over-under is at 229. What are you doing here?
7: Yeah, neither. Someone forgot to tell Minnesota that they had a game uh, last night. They lost to Orlando as eight-point favorites, 118-110. Um, mm. Minnesota has been one of the surprise teams this year in the NBA. They're at 38 and 30, but they're one of the highest-scoring teams in all of NBA. And either 60 percent of their games go over. They have 41 mm. overs and 27 unders. Even even though last night's game went under. Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is not expected to play in either. And when the Heat, when Butler doesn't play for the Heat, he doesn't play well. I'm taking Minnesota to win the game outright.
1: Ooh, so Minnesota on the money line.
7: Yeah, money line.
1: <laughs> money line and wine. Um, and last but not least, 830 tip-off is the Bucks and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you've got Milwaukee. You've got the Bucks. They're favored by two. The over-unders at 237.5.
7: Yeah, Nita. How often do we see Golden State as a home underdog? Not too often, right?
1: Uh, no, not often. But listen, Draymond Green's still not active. Uh, defensively, they're not playing well because it's, it's just it, they don't have Iguodala as well. Clay Thompson is uh, shooting 23, 30 percent on a good night. So this is this is this is not a Golden State Warriors team that started the season strong. That's for sure.
7: No, and they're very fragile, Anita. Right now, they're still at Bet Rivers, uh, one of the teams to come to, to win it all. They're him, them in Phoenix are at 400, and with the status of Golden State, we're just not sure what we're going to get with the Milwaukee Bucks. We know what we're going to get with them, Anita. All they do is score points like like there's no tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday night, um, they beat Atlanta 124-115. But the NBA bookmakers, or I should say the odds makers at Bet Rivers and all over the world, have uh, adjusted these totals. These totals are outrageous. They're up to 240. Do you used to be all-star totals, and now they're regular season totals here. And tonight, you got the total here at 237. Um, Milwaukee's rested. They haven't played since Wednesday. Um, They've been scoring a ton of points, so I'm going to go with the over in this game. I'd rather take a shot with the total um, over uh, 237. They've scored 124 against Atlanta. They had uh, 132 against Phoenix, 142, 124. And another good benefit, I need a lot of people out there can realize, instead of betting both totals, like uh, for the combined score, you can bet one team. I know you do that a lot with your prop bets. So people that are new to the business, if you just want to bet a combined score and bet the over just for Milwaukee as opposed to the combined score, that's available too at Bet Rivers and all the other venues out there.
1: All right. Uh, Joe, why don't you let the folks know uh, where they can find you, what times you're on here on 98.7 ESPN, and, and all that good stuff.
7: Yes, Ty and me are going to be rocking it tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. We're going to break down some of the uh, big championship games in the SEC and the Big Ten. We'll have NBA Knicks and Nets at the Barclays tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And, of course, I have free winners every day, seven days a week on Twitter and Instagram, Joe Wiz Sports, free picks every day. You need it. Everybody wants free winners, and that's why when I uh, need anything free, uh, I just tune you in and uh, get some good winners. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say. I love your golf stuff. Your golf stuff is the best. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know much about golf. So I defer to you. You're the expert. Send me some winners, and I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was talking about it a little bit earlier with uh, with David Berman, who oversees all our our gambling content on ESPN.com. It's a very interesting situation that's taking place right now uh, at the Players Championship, and and we call this the fifth the fifth championship, the fifth major, uh, because it's it's so good. You have got forty seven of the top fifty players in the world competing. But the weather conditions, mother nature has just not been kind. And so the golfers that follow me here, the golfers that teed off on Thursday morning got excellent. I wouldn't say excellent. Got better weather conditions than what the afternoon tee time golfers have been experiencing. Right. So the guys who went off early put up scores like minus four, minus five, minus six. Then the horrific wind and and rain came. So the guys who had to tee off in the afternoon on Thursday couldn't even get their rounds in, couldn't even play yesterday. They had to finish their first round later on today. Winds are at 25 to 30 miles per hour right now on the golf course. So they just absolutely stink right now. So many balls are going into the drink. It's ridiculous. But what's going to happen is the morning golfers on Thursday – aren't going to play their second round until tomorrow where weather conditions still aren't going to be great, but aren't going to be as bad as they are right now. So, and there's quite a few guys here really quick. uh, Abe Anser, Brian Harmon, Louis O and Willie Zalatoris, who probably aren't going to complete their round two until tomorrow. And they're sitting pretty on the leaderboard. And you could still get these guys to finish in the top 20 at plus money plus 120, plus 140, plus 130, plus 140. Hashtag run, don't walk. I'll tell you what, answer, Harmon, Louis O, Zalatoris, put money on these guys. They're gonna finish in the top 20 because mother nature is on their side. It's really, really very interesting turn of events that's happening down there in Florida right now.
7: Yeah, and who would think that weather plays a drastic uh, factor in golf odds, but it really does. Everyone thinks about weather with football, but yeah, I know about the weather down in Tampa because the big Tampa Bay Derbies today as well down in Tampa, 400,000 on the line for the road to the Kentucky Derby. So I've been talking to some of my friends there, and uh, they've been telling me that the weather has been a factor, and that's great stuff that you have about golf. People don't take that too much into consideration, but it's a big edge, and I love those picks you just gave me.
1: It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out and probably won't have a winner until Tuesday, by the way, again, because of the weather conditions. Joe, always great to have you on. Um, Look forward to your show tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. That's where you can find Joe as well as Ty. Thank you.
7: Thank you very much.